All right, we're back with our lockdown special. This one's just a wee mini one. Get you tidying over. We're going to talk some of our favourite movies that we feel are underrated or not watched as much as they should be. Uh, that's what we're discussing today. Uh, just a wee fun one, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, and Nikki, you're going to start us off with your first pick. Huh? For what? Sorry, I, I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, we have now started our next show, and it's the, the underrated films. Okay, right? good. <laughs> Sorry, that was not at all. This is, what, this is what happens when you try to do three mini shows in the, in the one Both I'll picks. Like. Or just one pick. Just the one pick. Uh, right, I'm going to go with Youth and Revolt. Ooh. Michael Cera film. Fuck, do you want me to do? Do you want me to tell you what it's about and stuff? Yeah, just go for it. Right, this so is he your... is called Nick Twisp. And he's like, a, obviously, he's just Michael Cera, really. He's like shy and kind of bullied and stuff like that. And then one day, he like fancies this girl, and then one day makes like this. Oh, what is that noise? He makes this alter ego thing in his head. It's a, a kind of French, like, clever person who has no regard for the rules and then they get up to all sorts of habits in the quest to get a skittle friend that he wants and lose his virginity. You know, that's what it's mostly about. It's brilliant. <laughs> so mostly it's about shagging. It's not like your average Michael Serafil because you've got him as this cool kind of French guy with like a wee stripy top and a moustache. <laughs> 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 you can just imagine already how amusing that is. <laughs> That sounds wonderful, to be fair. It sounds like it? another really version of Juno, basically, that you absolutely no, no, no. love. That as well, it couldn't be in, like, Juno. There's no... No, it's Michael Serra no and Sipy Tops. It sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> there's no babies. It's about... He kills... He, like, makes her dad have a heart attack at one point. Makes her dad? Just to shag her? Right? <laughs> the, the bad one does. And he uh, burns down a building and stuff like that. It's not, nothing like Juno. It's not, it's not like a wholesome film. Right, well, it's the basis is, you know, like, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I, and then she gets sent to like a French boarding school at one point, so she has to go and infiltrate it to try and get her back. And then, and now I'm just telling you different heart, they kind of drop in hindsight, he kind of gets somebody to drug her at some point so that she'll keep falling asleep in class and get expelled, I think. I think that's another thing that he gets up to. But honestly, if none of these have seen it, it's fucking brilliant. I'm afraid that Michael Serafin That's what this is all about. <laughs> That's what it's all about, the ones you think are underrated. Uh, there's, also, there's some other Michael Serra films I'll talk about in another time. Mickey, we'll tell you all. I can't wait. The one I'm going to go with um, is Hell or High Water, uh, which re- released in 2016. Um, and it did get like a bit of awards buzz, but everyone I talked to about this movie just seems to have never seen it. I remember... Uh, I've never heard of it. Was Torres? I went to go and see this at the cinema with, and both of us came out just thinking that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like we just both said to each other, and I still feel that to this day. Um, it's directed by a Scottish guy, actually, David McKenzie, who went on to do Outlocking again with Chris Pine, who's in this film. Um, and it's written by a guy called Taylor Sheridan, who this is very much a sort of like modern western, and he's like the expert of those because he did Wind River uh, with Jeremy Renner, which is incredible, and he also wrote the script for Sicario. Um, as well so you can imagine just from those two movies if you've seen them the tone of this one uh, basically it stars Chris Prine and um, Ben Foster who are two brothers who in order to try and like pay their m- mortgage off for the family ranch like end up robbing banks and on the other side of things you've got Jeff Bridges uh, who's playing the guy the, the police the, the Texas Ranger who has to go and track them down 
And it's just that whole game of cat and mouse all the way through. But you get the conflict between Chris Pine and Ben Foster, who are given, like, they're easily the best performance I've seen either of them give. This was the same year that Ben Foster was in that fucking train wreck of a movie, Warcraft. Um, it's like a mad sort of <laughs> weird wizard guy. Um, and I was like, he's the worst actor on the planet. I came out of that movie, I was like, that guy is terrible. And then I seen Hella Highwater and I was like, Ben Foster is the fucking man. <laughs> I love Ben Foster in this movie. Um, Chris Pine is great. Jeff Bridges is great. There's nothing else I can really say about it apart from go and watch it because it's be- like it's one of those movies, a perfect combination of being beautifully shot, beautifully written, just getting the tone right. And it's a captivating watch. Like It's quite serious subject matter, but it doesn't feel like a chore. Like the story is just perfect and takes you along. So yeah, that's hell or high water. So go and give that one a wee shout. Uh, Luke, what's your first one? My first one is uh, I don't think it's going to be much a surprise, but it's Mallrats by Kevin Smith. Ah, who's Kevin Smith? If, um, have any of you seen it? Mm. Well, Mallrats, no. You've not seen Mallrats. I think I think it's similar to Clerks in terms of it's contained in one place. So as a mall, so it's about two guys and both of the birds break up with them uh, one of them breaks up with them because she's actually participating in a dating show within the mall and the other one breaks up with them because the other one wants to go with the manager of a comic book store who happens to be Ben Affleck <laughs> uh, and it's just about that it's just about those two guys going like I can't believe the birds broke up with them one of them's got a dating show and then they try and basically the film is about how they try and stop this dating show for happening within the mall and how Ben Affleck's a pure pilot in it as well. It's a class film. And uh, <laughs> it's the first film that Stan Lee Cammy was in that's not a Marvel film. Because uh, it kind of centers around the mall and it centers around the comic book shop. So at the start of the film meets Stan Lee and then later on the uh, the main guy in it, uh, Brody, who's played by Jason Lee, he's looking for advice and he's standing like, you know how in like shopping centers and all that they have like obviously two floors well he's kind of standing looking down on the second floor and Stan Lee comes up and gives him a pretty that good advice and it's not like PJ then he's quite um, quite harsh to him and you're like ah, fair Ooh. enough but Stanley looks unbelievably he still looks old in it but you forget that was out in the early 90s as well well early to mid 90s and uh, he's an old guy in it and he started cameoing for there and I think it's just a very class film and if you like Kevin Smith and obviously you like this and I think the writing's just top notch and I think this film was the first one that studios started giving Kevin Smith an actual chance because obviously with Clerks he made on his own uh, and then he had like obviously ideas for chasing Amy, Mulrats, Clerks too, the lot. So I think again it's one that's self contained and the dialogue's just tight and it's fucking good. And I think everyone should bloody watch it right now. Higgins, what are you going for? What's your pick here? <clears throat> My first pick is Public Enemies, two thousand and nine mm. film starring Johnny Depp. Mm. Um, basically follows him as the notorious American gangster John Dillinger um, who was a bank robber in the 1930s and it stars who else does it star actually stars Christian Bale uh, Stephen Graham and I love Stephen Graham of course it stars Stephen Graham I think Channing Tatum's in it and all the wee guy Um, from that Amazon programme's in it oh what's his name again Sorry, on you go. I'm just who, starting to hear. Who is it? The one with the wee... F- he's got like a wee face. Oh, you see? <laughs> 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 you know, that's, that's, yeah. uh, Sneaky Pete, that's what he's in. Oh, uh, Giovanni. Uh, Giovanni Ribsy. Yeah, Ribsy or something. Face, isn't he? Ah, uh, wee face. He's in Friends <laughs> in that as well. Plays, plays VB's Bill and Friends. Oh, yeah. So he totally does, yeah. 
Yes. Anyway, back, back to it. Anyway, aye, it basically follows the story of John Dillinger being an absolute badass uh, American gangster. Um, it kind of has some conflict with Babyface Nelson, played by Stephen Graham, and all that kind of stuff. And that it's like them trying to. Um, obviously, it's a whole selfish gangster type world, so everybody's just trying to get their claws into what they can. Uh, but John Dillinger's on the run, the run for most of it, um, and he meets Miriam Coulthard's character. Um, fuck knows what her name is. Uh, anyway, this, the soundtrack's class, the score's really good, um, and cinematography's great. Please mention and cinema, that. Cinematography is the cinematics. <laughs> cinematics. Um, no, it's just it's just a really good fucking. I don't know, I, I'm really into that kind of era, that early 20th century era, um, and it's just all Tommy guns and shooting and fucking Western accents, so it's pretty class. Um, and nice. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp's also really good. It's actually, I, I think the reason why I think it's underrated is because it's a Johnny Depp film where he's, well, it's, it's quite a good film that he's starring in, but I don't think it gets anywhere near as much acclaim, or I don't think anyone near as much near as many people have seen it as it should um, mm. to be honest especially considering it's starring Christian Bale who's got a big role in it Jason Clark um, as well Jason Clark's uh, great Jason Clark's in like every fucking film of this ilk so <laughs> so is uh, Stephen Graham to be fair I'm pretty sure he's played Babyface Nelson and something else and all no he, is... plays, he plays Al Capone uh, in Boardwalk Boardwalk Empire right it's a very similar character like right um, he may well have actually played Babyface Nelson in something else but <laughs> he probably has man he tops up in everything but yeah, I did hear they're remaking uh, Public Enemies finally enough but it's Karen Gillan uh, who's going to be fuck we drove that one shut up shut up <laughs> Nicky, Nicky back to you well um, The Big Shot hmm. The Big Shot I don't know what year it was made no idea definitely after 2008 because that's what it's about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so it's about the housing the housing crisis in America see the way I'll describe it it is going to sound shit (laughs) I looked at it on Netflix and I was like this is going to be so boring but it is fucking amazing so it's like Christian Bale Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling's in it Brad Pitt is in it and you wouldn't even know Brad Pitt he looks so different and it's all about how they hedge their bets on the fact that this is going to happen that the bubble's going to burst and they end up well obviously I'm not going to tell you how it ends (laughs) because you should watch it (laughs) it's all about how the kind of moral conundrum of it of whether they're right to be doing this to be betting on it when they think it's going to happen it's like Christian Bale plays this autistic person who's like an absolute genius and he basically is trying to tell these people constantly this is going to happen and it is going to, it's going to burst and nobody believes him and obviously they, they're going to end up millionaires through it but the poor people get fucked by it and stuff but the cool thing in the big shot is when they talk about like housing schemes not schemes that's fucking schemes are here anyway like housing things they get like a celebrity explain it like in a easy way so the first one's like Margot Robbie in a bath She's just explaining a like a house thing to you. It's fucking bizarre, but it's a class movie. Steve Carell and Christian Bale are absolutely brilliant in it, as yeah. usual. They're good at winning the Academy Award for uh, best adapted screenplay as well. Yeah, um, maybe it's not underrated then. Anthony Bourdain is <laughs> my favourite cameo in that role. Uh, the I, I didn't Anthony like Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain at that time, but I did, I did not like him. I didn't know him, so Aye. I didn't. I wasn't. It wasn't as 
poignant as it would be now. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, my next one, I think it truly is like maybe the most underwatched one uh, we're going to talk about today, and it's called Blo- uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, now, this came out in 2017, and the reason I'm going to name this movie is there's movies that come along that change the opinion of a certain actor, and I think I've talked in this show before about how I've never really been a fan of Vince Vaughn, uh, but this is easily the best Vince Vaughn movie out there. It's Vince Vaughn's best performance by far. Uh, basically, Fed close. Oh, Nicky, <laughs> it's a it's a close call. Uh, but I'd have to just uh, pick this ahead of Fred Claus. Uh, this one, to. this one only made seven thousand dollars at the U.S. box office. Uh, but if you watch it, it definitely deserves to make in the hundreds of millions. Basically, it's no in no way a, con- a comedy. Vince Vaughn plays a former boxer and drug mule called Bradley Thomas. Um, who basically quickly ends up in jail um, in the movie. And the rest of it is just the most sick, brutal action film you will ever watch in your life. The way they shoot the action scenes here, it looks so realistic. Um, Vince Vaughn gets himself like jacked for this movie. He's a pure skinhead with like a cross in the back of his head. And he's just battering cunts. Uh, for the full runtime, um, like that's basically the film, and I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't describe it any better than that because this isn't one, this isn't hell or high water. It's not one you're going to come away with some profound understanding for the struggle of the working class. This is just Vince Vaughn battering cunts uh, for 132 minutes, <laughs> apparently, um, and it's brilliant. Uh, there's hundreds of blood, there's hundreds of broken bones. Uh, there's hundreds of swearing. The way the vi- the violence is shot is absolutely brilliant. Um, it only made seven thousand dollars. Go and do this That's movie a favour. Go and I'm really it. surprised. I'm really surprised you would cast Vin- Vince Vaughn for that for that style because he couldn't fucking snap away at fag. Mate, mate, I'm telling you, you. That's the beauty of this movie is that you. At no point in this movie do you doubt Vince Vaughn could do this. And I know what you're saying objectively. You're like, Vince Vaughn's not that guy. But the way Vince Vaughn plays this part is superb. Like, superb. And you know my hatred of him going into this movie. If he was to marry a woman in this movie, her name would be superb, because that's what it is. Right? (laughs) Vince Vaughn, for all in Cell Block 99. Go check it out. Look, we're back to you. And you're back to the room. Uh, I would suggest... I've never heard of that film. Truff at all. And I'm is your mic in your mouth or something? <laughs> Sorry, is <laughs> <a joke. laughs> it <laughs> You swallowed his microphone. Sorry, is that all right? Is that all right now? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's better, look, thanks. <laughs> no worries. Uh, <laughs> did you see it only made $7,000? $7,000. That's when a budget of what? Uh, doesn't say. <laughs> Shocked. Um, I don't know if mine is underrated. And I don't even. Well, I'm, I never heard of it before. Well, I heard of it, but I never really bought my arse because it's in the chat. But I watched them um, Booksmart. Have you, know, you seen Booksmart? I've very much heard of its reputation, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, Booksmart was on. I think it was on Amazon Prime uh, not long ago, and it's a great film. It's well, again. It's like Nicky's when I describe it. You're gonna go. This sounds passion, <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> done extremely well. Uh, it's about two lassies who have been working extremely hard through the whole high school, whole of school, trying to get bit good grades and all that. And then uh, 
the uh, this is the last day of school. It's going to be graduation the next day, and they're talking to all the ones that bullied them and all that, and go, "Well, I'm going to this uh, college," and they go, "Well, I'm going to the same college." So it turns out they go on to bullied them and ha- went to parties and get pushed and all that. Got the exact same grades as they did, even though they worked really hard for it and never they stayed in all the time. And like, so they realised that, oh my god, we could have just partied and no been up our own arse about everything. And that must have been like how truffles feels, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, they decide on the last day of the graduation night that they're going to go out and just make an absolute arse of it. And uh, that's exactly what they're doing. It reminded me of um, it's like super bad, kind of. So they, they end up in like different situations, different parties here, there, and everywhere. End up doing different stuff. And then, Ooh, but it's like, doing stuff. <laughs> you know it. And it's uh, it's just two lassies doing it. And it just I think it's so two much. Two lassies just doing it. No, it's It's a class film. And I think um, I think we'll all enjoy it uh, together as a group watching two lassies doing that. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think it's a good film, and you should all watch it. I actually, see when you look it up on, you just look it up in Google. It's like ninety-two percent rating and Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-seven percent rating and Rotten Tomatoes, seven point two out of ten on IMDb, and it's like very not known two actresses who are leading it. And I don't know who wrote it or directed it, but it was bloody great. It and was I Olivia think... Wilde was the director, and it was our directorial uh, debut, actually. Uh, she's a famous actress, uh, Sardin House, for a number of years and stuff like that. So it was it's... a big news that Olivia Wilde was directing the movie. It's very class, and I think you should all watch it. Ooh, very good. Class. And to round us off for today, Jack Higgins, what is our final offering? I'm going to bring it back to a, a more comical sense. <laughs> now, it's not one of... Adam Sandler's biggest known or well-known or most rated films, but 2003, he had the film with Jack Nicholson, Anger Management. And I've spoke about this on the podcast, I think, before. But it's definitely, you know, Big Daddy gets a lot of coverage, um, Happy Gilmore, all those kind of Sandler films are like his kind of staples. Who the bloody hell is rustling things? I'm going to lose it. (laughs) I think um, it could well be Nicholas. It may well be. Anyway, uh, anger management. <laughs> <laughs> anger management. Um, basically, Dave Busnick, who Adam Sandler's character is, um, he he keeps getting himself in these situations where he appears to be a lot angrier than what he actually is. Like he's not actually that <laughs> that much of an angry guy, but he keeps like, for example, um, like it, it all stems back for when he was in the, uh, a wee guy in the seventies and he had his first kiss, kiss but he's big this big bully guy scanted him right in front of him so he's wee willy gets seen by the whole street uh, and then from then on he just becomes a very unfortunate guy in his life and just gets raging about things all the time um, so it's I mean that in itself is pretty funny but um, he's on a he's on a business meeting and he gets kind of well you don't know he's getting set up but he gets you know set up. Um, and he loses his temper on the on the plane, and it ends up um, he gets accused of a, um, of abusing a flight attendant on the on the flight, even though really he just touched her arm, and she goes on she turns up in court with like a pure broken arm and all that. But but anyway, so he keeps finding himself in these situations where he, he acts out a wee bit, but then the consequences are far far more severe. But as I said, he's all he's been set up by Jack Nicholson's character Buddy Rydell, who then ends up becoming his anger management. Uh, councillor um, alongside the rest of the council who is filled with common Sandler film um, faces apart from Rob Schneider actually I'm surprised he's not in that I thought he'd be in it um, and it's just basically him 
uh, trying to pass anger management and Jack Nicholson's just classing it as well because he just takes no shite off him and um, just keeps winding him up and it's just it's hilarious Jack Nicholson's character is absolutely hilarious isn't it and um, Woody Harrelson's in it as well Truffles and you'll be glad to know that he's actually a cross dresser in it as well so I don't know what? if that makes you even more excited <laughs> 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 You'll be absolutely love, love to hear this, Truffles. His name's, his name's, his name's Galaxia. <laughs> Galaxia, the transvestite prostitute. Or yes. Gary, the security guard. Yeah. And then he becomes Gary at the end of the eye, and he's like, Galaxia! And he's like, oh, I'm sweet Melvin. Oh. <laughs> Very good. So I'll need to check out Anger Management. Oh, I mean, no, Anger Management is on it. I didn't do that justice there because it's hard to tell the plot when it's just so fucking funny. But I think... Um, uh, you, you need to go give it a watch because it's absolutely hilarious and um, aye uh, do you know what's the, one of the, the most the funniest bits about it what <laughs> Dave <laughs> Dave, a, Dave actually has a micro penis huh? Dave Busnick has a micro penis and I think that's probably where his anger stems from right I mean it would wouldn't it man that'd be relaxy, shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> management uh, what is that I found I it quite um, funny. Something that's quite good. Quite, I found it quite, quite, quite funny that Jack was describing a film called Anger Manager while hearing ruffling in the background to try not to get angry. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> ruffling, isn't it? I'm not ruffling. It's still ruffling. It's not me. I'm sitting like so still. Well, listen, not to if there's any rustling we'll find out about it that was all of our recommendations for this time uh, tune in next time we'll be discussing the Mount Rushmore of superhero characters so stay tuned it's goodbye for me and for everyone else bye, bye. Chili Tom.